Well, good morning again. How are you doing? We survived the mic thing. Uh, God understands everything, doesn't he? So finding God's will is our subject today, and um, basically growing up was always like a big thing for me. What is God's will for my life? You know, like what am I supposed to do with my life? You know, I don't, you know, questions. Have you ever had those questions? None of you have. Thank you. Uh, it, I think we've all had questions. Is, is this God's will? It's a hard question. And I'm going to just try to try to touch on it because it's so vast. The subject of God's will is so broad. But I once had um, someone say to me, "90% of God's will is in the Bible." Kind of, well, okay, I mean, in other words, God, God doesn't always tell us what we're going to be doing, but how we're going to do it. He brings it back to motivation and attitude and character. Are you tracking? He's more concerned of who you are first that you grow up to become the man or woman of God that he has created you for. And so number one, Old Testament, what's the first ten commandments? Love the Lord God. Right? Love the Lord God with all your what? Heart, soul, and strength. So, having st starting with that, we're going to be in Proverbs. If you have a Bible, want to follow along, Austin put the scriptures on the board too. Before I get to sixteenth, before I get to the sixteenth chapter, I want to read Proverbs one, verse seven. There you go. Proverbs one, verse seven. So Proverbs is a, it's not a story, so to say, but it's a, a read where you read one-liners. How many like one-liners? That you can remember uh, nuggets of truth. And so verse 7, 1, Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So this whole book of Proverbs deals with wisdom. How many need some wisdom? I'm all in. I want wisdom. I need wisdom. Every day, wisdom. Wisdom and knowledge. Understanding. Someone said wisdom is seeing it from God's perspective. What would the Lord, what would the Lord say to you and I in the situation you're in right now? And after you've felt like you've heard from the Lord or you read the scriptures that you were reading that day and God just seemed to speak right into your soul. 
Right? Have you had that happen? You've had that happen? Come on. I need a little feedback here. I kind of got to wake up now. Finding God's will is more about finding God and God finding you, number one. Squaring up. Because we are sinners by being born into this world, we are already in trouble with God. Hello? The good news, Jesus came on, came down to the earth, lived among us, dwelt among us, lived on this planet for a short 33 and a half years or so. Felt pain, felt sorrow, felt failure, felt rejection, yet he moved and lived by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus understands your heart and when you're not sure what is going on in life, talk to him about it. Amen? You can talk to him about it. Well, he will hear you. And he will listen to you. And he's promised us to speak into our life. This is so, it's like, here's our problem so often. Here's my problem. We get so wrapped up in the cares of the world and we're going to 90 miles an hour. We got to stop, pull over, and have a drink. Uh huh. Big time out. Remember when you were in kindergarten, you had naps? Come on. Am I the only one? Some of you say, I still have naps. Mom would make these rugs. Sew them little buggers together and all kinds of strips. I had a, had a rug of many colors. You know, Joseph in the Bible had a coat of many colors. I had a rug of many colors. I loved that little rug. We went down Wookfield, next to Wookfield. Right there where you live, Nathan. Sort of. That was where I went to the kindergarten. Primary, what was it? Bring primary. Chocolate milk, loved it. I was a young little kid, shy, bashful, wouldn't talk to anybody, just wanted to be alone. Now look at me. Finding God's will doesn't happen overnight. Come on. It is a process. You meet the Lord, okay, uh, uh, my life's really going to be great. It, it will be, but, but, but there is still this thing we call life. We live in a fallen world, how many know that? We live in a lot of messed up stuff. We live in a, a place where people are angry, where people are uh, in, they're out of control because they don't know how to handle. They, they're, they're leaning on their own strength. And God's will, number one, what is it? I got my notes today. The heart of the matter. Now, I'm going to get to the text here in a bit. 
Now we go to Proverbs 16. I kind of wanted to get started with this whole theme of God's will. And young people especially, what is God's will? And people, here's the thing. What are you going to do with your life? You get that question. What are you going to do? You get out of high school. What are you going to do with that? I don't know. Number one answer, I don't know. That's okay. God knows. He's going to help you. If you knew everything that God wanted you to do in your life, you would say, ah. Why did he take the children of Israel? Now, because of their disobedience, they had to wander in the, in the, in the, in the wilderness. But why did he say to them, I will take you into this promised land and I will take the enemies out little by little so that you won't become overwhelmed? Also, he refers to the spoil. He doesn't want to overwhelm us. He wants to just help us keep growing so that we can keep going and not turn back once you start. The enemy is always trying to get us to look other places for our satisfaction, for our, for our whole being of uh, being uh, happy in this life. Guess what? This life is not necessarily going to make us happy. There are a few things that make us happy, but the real joy is different than being happy, isn't it? It's a joy that's unspeakable. It's a joy that comes by the presence of the Lord. In Psalms, somewhere it says, in, in His presence is the fullness of joy. And so when you learn to worship, learn to seek Him, He fills you with something called His peace that money, things, this life cannot. Provide. So we'll go to your text now. For the sixth time, you can put it up there. I'm just teasing. Proverbs 16, verse 1 through 7. I'll read verses 1 through 4. The plans of a heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Let's just camp a little bit on this. The plans of the heart belong to the man. In other words, oh, I can plan something? Uh-huh. Oh, I get to choose something? Uh-huh. Did you know that God maybe put something in your heart? An interest? A passion? A talent? He's wired you in such a way? Isn't that an in, in, indication of maybe that's what God wants you to do? Come on. I think it is. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen right away. Never give up on your dream and your passion. And God doesn't give up. He, he, God isn't often, he's not in a hurry like we are. But he has his timing and everything. The heart of the matter is this. I can plan, but what does the Lord think about it? Until we read on. All the ways of a man, verse 2, are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives. Oh. 
What is motives? That's the thing that motivates you. A motive is the reason you want to do it. What you want to do. So what is, okay, is your motive good or is it not good? You can have good motives or you can have bad motives. Bad motives would be, well, just only looking at self. Only me, 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 me. That's unhealthy. And Jesus came to demonstrate what, what really is being a leader is of being a servant. You know what God's will is for basically our lives? is to serve him. Serve. Serve the Lord. So various ways in your workplace, in your home, in your garden, in your, your whole being, your you're stewing it as unto the Lord. Your whole life, Romans 12, becomes a sacrifice. Acceptable unto him. Well, Pastor, that doesn't answer my question. I'm in a decision right now. I need to make a decision. And it's hard. It's hard. My encouragement to you is, first of all, lay it before the Lord. You just say, I'm in a place, maybe I'm in a crossroads, maybe I'm in a transition, maybe I'm in a, something's changing. Talk to the Lord about it. How do I know? How do I know? I, I, I believe God can speak to us. I never heard him audibly. I believe God speaks to us in our inner man. He speaks to you and I in our spirit man. And when you begin to sense a word, or you begin to sense a peace, that's a good sign from God. If you sense this, this uneasiness or this confusion, take time. Take the time. Pull back and keep praying about it until you feel, I believe, if God is in it, you will have a peace. I just, I just believe that Scripture teaches that, that because God is God of peace. God is not the author of confusion. You know what else the enemy tries to put on you is fear. And over in 1 John, it's not in my notes, but here it comes. 1 John talks about perfect love casts out fear. In other words, I have to do it as unto the Lord. There's a love relationship because of the love relationship with Jesus. Therefore, what I am doing is going to reflect his personality. And some things will go against our spirit man. If the Holy Spirit is in you, as we believe that, when we accept Jesus, Jesus comes into you, the Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit is actually teaching you day by day. Isn't this awesome? He gives to you a word or, or a thought. He gives you the, the courage to step out. This is what I'm going to do. I feel, I, this is, and you know, I've come to places in my life where I said, Lord, I'm going to step out. If it's not of you, shut the door. Now, that's kind of bold. But before we ever moved here 25 years ago, I had that moment with God where I said, Lord, is this really of you? And I started to pray it through, and I've been feeling this, this calling here to this community for a year and a half now. Lord, I'm going to step out. I'm, gonna, I'm praying about it now. I'm going to act on it. Lord, if it's not of you, just put the brakes on. I think that's okay. Because here's another thing that 
I want you to get freed up over this God's will thing because sometimes we're so afraid to do anything, we do it do anything. We're so afraid we're going to fail. That's humanity. That, that's okay. But God is bigger. Even if I make a mistake, he'll pull me back. And he'll bring me into that place where he wants me to be. It's all about what he has for you. It's all about depending on him. I, I, I don't know. It's just like I, I come to you with my heart. I come to you with my plans, Lord. Is it from you? You know what? I think more often God has put those plans in your heart already. And he's just saying, step out, my son. Step out, my daughter. Believe me. Trust me. I'm with you. I'm going to help you. But you've got to step out. The Jordan never parted until the priest stepped into the water. We read that Old Testament story in the book of Joshua. They said when the priest stepped into the water, then the water parted. That bank, that Jordan was overflowing. It's something about faith that God honors. And I just want to encourage you because so often we just we wrestle, we wrestle. And there are hard questions in life I don't have answers for. We can ask the question, was that God's will? Something bad happened. Was that God's will? Was that God's will? It'll drive you crazy. The best thing to say, Lord, now what do we do? Help me now from here on. I don't believe the Lord's going around making bad things happen. That's the devil's job. God is for us. Romans describes how God is for us, not against us. God is actually Jesus, in 1 John somewhere it is, Jesus said, I came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus is destroying the works of the devil. Jesus is setting the captive free. Jesus is giving you a new beginning. Even after what life may have messed things up, it may have not been what you planned. It may have went south, and it may have been just whatever is going on, Lord. I've been trying to serve you, and here I am stuck, so-called, in life, feeling ripped off. I need to hear from you, God. Where are you, God? And sometimes he lets us go through a dry spell, and all of a sudden... Now, the old boy Elijah, do you remember him? He was a prophet. Wow. He prayed things happened. He was a mighty man of God. It wasn't him. It was the Spirit of God in him. And all the way back in the little Old Testament story, how many want to hear about him? Okay. First Kings chapter 19. How many read the Old Testament from time to time? That's Kind of hard reading sometimes, but there's some really good stuff. By this time, Elijah had been used mightily by God. He was actually just, he just tore up the prophets of Baal at the power of God. He had a duel, he had a, had a mountaintop experience. By now, he should, have, he should be on cloud nine, but he slipped back. And he's afraid. He's hiding in a cave. See, Elijah, the mighty man of God, was human. And he let 
this, this old, the enemy that was after him called Jezebel. And she was an evil person. And she wanted to kill him. And Elijah felt all alone. This is how the enemy works. He wants to get us feeling all alone. We're the only one. We're the only one in the, the whole place that wants to do something for God or wants to serve. We're the, only, we're the only one going through what we're going through. Where's God in all this? So he's hiding, he's just, just like he's so depressed. He just doesn't even want to live. He doesn't want to eat. But God had another plan. In verse 7 of chapter 19, you got, you got 9 up there, but let's, can you back up? The angel of the Lord came and said, Arise, eat, because the journey is too great for you. In other words, Elijah was thrown in the towel. What's the use? They're going to kill me anyway. I might as well die. But God had another plan. It wasn't God's will for Elijah to go yet. It's a good thing. And God comes to rescue him. Now we'll go to verse 9. Then he came. Who's he? Well, Elijah. Then he came to there to a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. Hey, the word of the Lord came to him. Powerful. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? I love this. What are you doing, Elijah? What, what are you doing? Are you, are you kidding me? He wanted, he wanted, it's like he wanted Elijah to say, can you explain to me how you feel? And so, in verse 10, Elijah said, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the son of Israel have, for, have forsaken, but the sons of Israel have forsaken the covenant, torn down thine altars. He, he's down over the state of the church. He's discouraged over the state of the, of the community. You've had these, I've had people say this right out flat. The country just isn't what it used to be. Yeah, you've heard that? The Bible doesn't promise that the country is going to get better. The Bible doesn't promise that. We can have good times. I believe God has blessed us. But God cannot honor sin. And will not. But he judges. He will judge. And so people, the people of the Lord, we have to be strong. And keep proclaiming, keep living for the Lord. This is where uh, the church comes in, not forsaking you, assembling yourselves together at all the more to see the final day approach. So we're going to need each other. We're going to need each other to encourage each other. And so, and so there, weren't any, there weren't so many people around, so God brings an angel. How great is that? Encouraging. And then the whole, 
as we read further down, God began to show up. And there was a great, uh, verse 11, the Lord was going to pass by, and behold, the Lord was passing by, a great and strong wind was renting, just splitting the mountain, rocks were being disintegrated, breaking in pieces, but the Lord was not in the wind. Afterward, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Sometimes you think, well, this will wake up people. This will get their attention. And then later, he comes out. Verse 13, he heard this gentle blowing. There was fire before that too as well. Elijah heard it, then he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out and stood in the entrance of the cave, and behold, a voice came to him. What are you doing? The story goes on. From that point on, Elijah was filled again with the strength of the Lord. He went out and did the things that God was calling him to. Friends, we don't know. We don't know about tomorrow. We only know him who holds our hands. I believe that we can hear from God. How many want to hear from God? Can, you, can we hear his voice? It's in your spirit. It's in his written word. And sometimes he speaks to other people perhaps as a confirmation. Did you know that in the Bible, in Romans, it says, His Spirit bears witness with your spirit. What does that mean? His Spirit is talking to your spirit. And you're able to agree and believe on the Lord. The fact that you and I can believe on the Lord is the work of God. The fact that we can be convinced and want to, the fact that you want to do God's will is already, you're already ahead of the game. The problem is with, I don't care what God's will is. The problem is on, when it's unhealthy in here, you just want to do whatever you want to do. But the good thing is, God has plans. Now, they're not always going to be spelled out exactly. I've I got to give you an illustration. Okay. You're not going to find in the Bible, buy this truck. Not going to happen, right? The Bible talks about your how to live, how to know God, how to hear from God, how to to have his character, and then all of a sudden, you, you put yourself in a position, well, maybe the Lord can help me get the best deal. I don't have to have a new truck. I don't have to have a new stuff. Maybe the Lord says, this is, this is, this is what I have for you now. And all of a sudden, as Paul said, I learned to be content. Philippians, oh my goodness, I learned to be content. Even had a little or a lot or less. All of a sudden, life can change where we can have little. All of a sudden, we can have 
more than we need. What does that do with my heart? The Bible says if riches increase, don't set your heart on them. Right. And so it's not the riches that we're, that's not our security. And so God's will is for you and I to walk with him. Third point, the first point was the heart of the matter, your attitude, being able to hear from God. My third point is holding on to God's promises, holding on to him, holding on to the king of kings, holding on to his word. Well, what are his promises? Well, a lot of them are, sometimes we memorize them. There's a lot of promises. The promises about his second coming. There's promises about he, he is our healer. There's a promise to he's our salvation. Those are all promises. There's a promise that he will guide us. There's a promise that he will lead us into the truth. There's a promise that he'll never leave us or forsake us. And so we, did, we all of a sudden, and when, I, when I'm trying to make a decision in life, I've got to begin to speak the promises over my life. Speak the promises. Now you're now that I'm stepping out, Lord, back to my story, I was praying it through. Now that I'm stepping out, Lord, I'm depending on you. You shut the door. But every door kept opening. Everything kept saying, go forward, go forward, go forward. It's not always that. way. Sometimes he does shut the door, and that's a good thing. So the Bible is not necessarily going to tell you exactly what you do, but he comes back to your heart. What's in your heart? Did you know that David, the king David, remember he's the guy who killed Goliath and he grew up, you know, and he, he was a mighty man of God, yet he failed a couple times too. But do you know that he wanted to build a tabernacle? He wanted to build this temple for God, and what did God say to him? No, I'm not going to build the temple. But because he had it in his heart, he did well. And the reason he couldn't build the temple, and God was... God was in charge. God says, your son Solomon's going to build a temple because you've been a man of war and bloodshed. You're not going to build the temple. But David helped get things ready and he didn't have a bad attitude at all. Attitude. It was happy. God gave him a part. Holding on to God's promises is when you do not know what to do, but you're going to step out by faith, believing by faith, without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please him. So when we start with God, we start with our simple faith, believing like a child, you died for me, and I need your forgiveness, I need your, your, your cleansing. And from out of that relationship, we begin to walk, and we begin to process out our life, what is unfolding to us. Where am I going to live? How am I going to make a living? Who am I going to marry? If I want to get married, on and on and on. The list goes, 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 goes. If you will pursue the Lord, I believe God will take care of all these things in his timing. And it's almost like you're saying, well, that sounds so easy. And it's not. It's not easy. Because we struggle with the inner, the deep, the, part of us as human, we, we all struggle with that. And every day, we need to come oftentimes and say, Lord, I need your help today. 
I have anxiety at times just like you. We get riled, we get, you know, things happen to us. You make mistakes, right? Right? You're going to make mistakes. But bless God, we're going we're gonna to learn. I learn more from my mistakes than I do from my successes. I don't know. Why is that? Because it sinks in. Right? You'll like to say, I'll never do that again. That, that's like, that's, whoa. That's lesson learned. Lesson learned. And so, give attention to his word. I wanted to finish off back to the book of Proverbs. I wanted to finish off our point further in the chapter of chapter 16. Verse 20, he who gives attention to the word shall find good. You want to find good? I do. There's good wisdom. And so here's, the, here's my, another illustration. When my wife and I were, I was praying about this. She kind of learned my heart. She prayed about our move from Palisade to here. And one morning I got up and I read in the Old Testament that whole story about David. Go and do that which is all in your heart. I thought, this is a word from the Lord for me. And this, I, I wrote the text down. I wrote the verse down for my wife to you know, look it up. What she said, I read that the other day in a different place. It said the same thing. Some will say, that's just coincidence. We took it as a word of encouragement from the Lord. God's word is living and active. As you read it, I believe the Lord has something fresh for your situation right now where you're at. Can I take you back to when I was a young man, about 20? I felt called to God. I set the Lord as a boy, but I, I felt called to, to him in my late teens, 20, 21. So I, I started to pursue him, and I, I, I'd go up in my upstairs bedroom, and I'd take my guitar, and I'd bury myself in my privacy with the Lord, and I'd develop this I wanted to worship. I just wanted to bring a song to him. That was me. That was just, he put it in my heart. For other people, it's in different ways. Sometimes people paint. They want to bring something. They want to do something with their hands. They want to bless someone else. Well, I got started in Bible college, and, you know, I had been doing construction, and I thought I was good to go because I could get unemployment. I could go to college, but guess what? State says, no. And I get, I get this check, and I, 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 I look at the small print, and I said, are you attending college? Well, being the honest kid I was, I checked the box. Well, guess what happened? I got a letter. You owe us this much money from Minnesota Department of Revenue for unemployment. Benefits, and I thought, this is good. I, I worked, I, I earned that. But guess what? 
I wrestled with that for a moment until I read Proverbs 16. This is one morning when I was in my 20s, 20-ish. I read these verses, and I can't, it, 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 it can't get clearer than this for, for me. Proverbs 16.8. Better is a little with righteousness than great income with injustice. I'm, I'm, I'm getting checks. They were unjust. And it spoke to me, it hit me like a rock. And on to verse 9, the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. All that God is calling, he's calling us to him. He's calling us to be a person of integrity. You say, well, that don't matter, that don't matter. Well, I'm not perfect. By all means, I was pulled over the other day. I, I, I admit, I've, I'm not perfect. Pastors make mistakes. Pastors do dumb things. We try. Come on. We're all just, what are we? Strugglers. Come on, we're in this life together. But if my attitude would have been, oh, I'm going to fight this, you know, God would have the dealt with them. They will take you on a longer route. Okay, people of God, you don't believe me? Let's go those 40 years in the wilderness. God's will is for you. I believe he wants to prosper us. I'm not thinking about stuff. I believe, first of all, it's a prosperity in the spirit realm. Where you and God are tight. Where you and God, there's an anchor. So therefore, if a storm hits, you've got an anchor. And you're hanging on. I don't care what, whatever you went through lately, God still loves you just as much. Just as much as always. And so we conclude... Trust things. Chapter 16, verse 20 now. He who gives attention to the words you find good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Blessed means happy. Blessed means satisfied. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Blessed is content. Blessed because we know that God has given us. Come back, guys. We're going to sing that one song we, we just started singing last Sunday. It speaks of the goodness of God. Every time I heard this song, I said, I gotta learn this song. So take I guess this song was number one for a long time. Maybe it still is in the church, but I'm a slow learner. But we'll get there. I invite you to stand. And I want you to think about how God has helped you over your life. And in fact, in fact, I want you to begin to thank him for how much he's already given you over your life right now. And just begin to dwell on his goodness, his mercy.